Well, I guess we're, we'll start now. I'm here with Tiffany, and then uh, she can tell me her last name because I was taking guesses on Google. So let's see. <laughs> uh, my last name's like Barra or Para. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, it's Barra. But well, I'm from Texas, so that sounds in, in Spanish. I think Barra means like slow down. I forget how to say it. Yeah, it's like stop in stop, Spanish. Yeah. But. Are you from, like, where are you from originally? New Jersey, right, you said? I'm from New Jersey, but my dad, my parents, uh, like, are immigrants, so they came, my dad came from Colombia, and my mom came from Peru. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That's just crazy. Did they tell you, like, stories? Like, how, what did they tell you? Like, what was the reason for leaving? Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, for like similar to most uh people that come to the country they were like searching for like that american dream like that better life Uh, my parents didn't necessarily like live in poverty my dad said he grew up in like a middle class family um but everyone on his block wanted to go to america and he was the only person on his block uh his dad left first and he like started working as a taxi driver uh, in the states and then uh, shortly after my my dad joined him along with like my dad's brothers and sisters and my grandma so that's kind of how they came over and I think they started in like North Jersey and then eventually settled in like where I'm from like around South New Jersey and then even though it's a small state we break it up into two halves I don't know why but then my mom is kind of like she came out here like on her own without her family but she had some like distant relatives uh, and they both came in the 1980s so yeah they tell me like stories kind of I think the time that my dad came it was like kind of he would get in fights and stuff because uh he was like people would call him uh like like slur words and mm-hmm. stuff like people because it was like a majority like uh, a white area and there was just like still like racism left over from like the 1970s and stuff so you'd get in a lot of fights and stuff but it's kind of funny because i can't imagine my dad getting in fights but that's what he said <laughs> and uh that's that's the main story he tells just like being on the basketball court and like people just coming up to him and i don't know i guess it's a good lesson to learn like to not let people just call you names and just take it oh wow that that sounds crazy i don't know i feel like i don't know because violence is so down and like it's always like you know don't hurt anyone you know kind of like that so it's really strange what was it like growing up in new jersey like i have no idea what new jersey's like is it just um i don't know it's right next to New York, right? Is it like across the pond or something? Yeah, well, that's like if you're living in North Jersey, and that's kind of why people split it up because, like, people from North Jersey typically their families, like, are wealthier because they just like their moms and dads work in New York and don't want to live in New York, so they live in North Jersey. So when people like say, I think some people have this perception that New Jersey is like a rich state, and that's mainly because of people from North Jersey who like. Like, there was a Real Housewives of New Jersey, and, like, all those ladies live in North Jersey, but where I'm from in South Jersey, it's, like, very working working class. Um, I don't know. New Jersey's, like, cool. I guess it was a good place to work, uh, to live, um, to grow up. A lot of people where I'm from were, like, first-generation Americans or second-generation, whatever 
when your parents are born uh, or come as immigrants. But yeah, basically it was a lot of immigrants like and people would work in the casinos, just like working class. Not a lot of my friends' parents had college degrees. And looking back, I think it's so different to where I am now. And like the people I go to school with, like all of their parents are like, I don't know, like doctors or they only own businesses or this or that. And I realized like how different my hometown was. So it wasn't bad and it wasn't that exciting, mm. but it was my parents did what they could. So I can't complain. I Ultimately, I got to come to California. So it was pretty cool. Was that always the goal? Like California? Because a lot of people, I just feel like like it's like every day it's like California is the place I have to go. You know, either L.A., yeah you know somewhere over there san diego like it's always like these few cities yeah um well i mean i didn't even consider california until like maybe two months before my graduation my high school graduation and it was just because i wanted to go to school somewhere near the beach that's literally why i chose california like i remember just google searching in my room like schools near the beach and then I saw a picture of UC Santa Barbara and I was like, oh my gosh, I would die if I went to school here. This is like insane. And then I asked my parents if we could do a trip to California to look at schools. And I was like really surprised when they said yes. So I got like some schools together I wanted to go see and then came out here. I actually ended up liking Cal Poly the best out of those schools I saw. So that's kind of, it was, it was very like random. Like I, I really don't think like if I had been scared to ask my parents I don't know I probably would have still been in New Jersey or something I don't know but I'm glad I at least asked them because then that led to me eventually coming here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like what did you decide to study and like why I always curious about that yeah so my major is interesting I studied agricultural business at Cal Poly and why did I decide to study it I think that it was just so different than anything else I had been like exposed to in my life thus far. And I was just like, oh, it's just a hands-on learning. Like I just figured we like I could just enter and then I would figure it out. But the thing is with Cal Poly, and I think this is something that's wrong with maybe other colleges that do this, is that they make you choose your application when you're like applying to the school. So, like, as a 17-year-old, I was asked what I wanted to study for the next four years, and I didn't even know, like, growing up in New Jersey, I didn't know what, what computer science was. I didn't even really understand what engineering was, like, what what do engineers do? So, I think it's very, it's very narrow-minded to ask a 17-year-old what they want to invest thousands of dollars into studying so I chose agricultural business and it was really random and then I got started in it and I didn't really mind the classes they were like very business based I got to do a few cool things like my first quarter I got to milk a cow and that was kind of cool like I had a dairy science class where I was like hanging out with cows and then um and then yeah the years progressed and I just never really made the switch and I kind of just like found my own way in what I was really passionate about, which was like marketing and social media. And I just kind of did that on my own, like through creating my own projects, like just doing free, like running free uh, social media accounts for other people. That was like a bulk of my third year. And then now like starting my own podcast and then my Instagram community that I manage. So I think that it was definitely not what I was expecting, but at the same time, like me not necessarily being interested in what I was studying led me to 
like execute on other things I was passionate about, which like ultimately I feel like defined my college career way more than my major did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way you did. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's kind of like you're told like uh, you got to pick something. And me, I'm a crazy person, so it's like I want to do everything. Like, can I, mm-hmm. you know, is there a degree where you can learn finance, computer science, and all these things together? Like, you know, there's not really a way to do that. So, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I'll do finance, and I'll just learn coding on my own. I mean, I've done it before. Like, why not, you know, I feel like learning on your own is so possible nowadays. Like, you know, you know, I just go on YouTube. How, do, what is HTML? I don't know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, just learning like that. So, yeah, and then you just eventually start making projects or even working for someone for free for like three months and just saying, hey, um, yeah, yeah, I made that website for you. You know, I did this, you know, <laughs> like it was always like that to me. And, you know, you don't realize like this is like it can it's going to become a thing at some point. It's like always like that. It's like a thing. You know, I started podcasting two years ago. So it's like to me, it's like this is weird. Like, you know, I've met at least 100 people. You know, I'm like, I don't know what episode this is. Like, I get lost in the sauce. So it's like, <laughs> like you know, once a week I try to do. It's really diff. For me, it's like the most difficult thing because, you know, it's case, guess, guess based, I guess. I guess your podcast is too. But I like the short format kind of, you know, wish it was a little longer. I think that's what everybody <laughs> would say. Like, wh- what gave you that idea for that podcast? Like, you know, I, I really liked it. So it was interesting to me. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Well, so I'll touch on like why it's why it's shorter too, but the inspiration for it really came from like uh, just sitting in my room. Okay, so five months ago, rewind, five months ago, LinkedIn introduced uh, the video feature where you could natively post videos onto their platform. So I knew this was like a big opportunity. I knew I had to take advantage of it. I'd been talking about creating for LinkedIn um, for like a while, I was thinking about it while I was abroad, because um, one of my friends I was studying with, she used to, she was going ham on LinkedIn like over the summer. She was just creating, creating, and it was cool to see. And I, and I was like, I want to do something too. I want to get my voice out there. And I knew that video would be a good opportunity. So I was just thinking, and I was like, well, no one wants to hear what I have to say. I'm a college student. I haven't even graduated yet. Like just typical stuff that you tell yourself when you don't want to do something or like scared to do something. And then I thought, well, if I create a series, at least I can like give people consistent value and then I'll feel more comfortable like adding in my own personal content within that because I feel like I'm consistently delivering value with this series. So then I thought, well, if I highlight like there's probably so many people who feel like I do like just intimidated to start something. And so that's why in my podcast, my interview series, Work in Progress, I really make it a point to ask the guests, like, what are some tools you use to get yourself started? Like, how did this process start? Because the guests I have on aren't like, like startups with like 500K in funding. They're like people who are like, you know, maybe a year into whatever they're doing or six months into whatever they're doing. But I think there's a lot of lessons that can be shared in the beginning stages. And so that's why I focus on it. And originally, so this also counted as my senior project, but obviously it's it's more than that now. Like I'm going to continue the podcast. But the reason that they could only be 10 minutes long was because I was filming the video portion in my school's newsroom, mm-hmm. which was awesome because I had a green screen. I had like yeah, yeah. really nice camera equipment. I had all this stuff I could never afford. 
and that was all like granted because my I was friends with my uh, a good friend of mine was working at the the newsroom so she would like let me have access but I wasn't even really supposed to have access to this thing so in order to like get as many episodes in as possible I would just cut them down to 10 minutes and then try and have as many people in like I would do three interviews back to back sometimes it was kind of crazy because I had to memorize all their questions and stuff that's, that's crazy that reminds me like that's really that that is newsy kind of like it's like really fast like who's next who's next yeah I've never done that. Well, I've done like, you know, a podcast and a podcast after. But like that's, you know, I have a good attention span. I think like for me I can do 3 hours, but then after that it just dwindles for me. So I think but the short the shortness was really like I was like I'm learning a lot in like a few few minutes. I think that's what it was cool about it. And then it was also like, you know, like, you know, is there any more like like what <laughs> like that's it like i have questions now like you know to me as mm-hmm. like a viewer it's like i have questions now what do like you know it's interesting to me like how fast paced it was to, and to the point i think i think that's really where mm-hmm. i would i really liked it you know i honestly just want it to be 20 minutes it's like this is like too fast for me but i think that's how a lot of no, people I- feel yeah, no, I actually heard that that feedback before too, and it's like totally understandable. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you saying like, because that was kind of my intent was just to make it like as straightforward as possible. But on there's a few episodes on there, and the ones I'm about to release that are more long form, mm-hmm. like 45 minutes to an hour, um, and those are just more like conversation based, kind of like what we're doing. They're not as like, you know, how did you get started? Like they do answer those questions, but um, they're kind of more there's more questions within them and they're more like off the top based rather than like having a set questions i'm gonna go into this interview with so yeah yeah i totally get what you mean do you do you like the interview process like like how do you handle that kind of process are you writing questions beforehand or are you like like um, what am i gonna ask this person like how's that work yeah so what i used to do is i would have like kind of my own little system where I would like write a Google Doc of questions and then I would share the Google Doc with the guests so that like because the questions are kind of like um like some of them I say like what are three skills that you feel make a good leader if it's someone that just like is the CEO of their own startup and they're like 19 you know most people like our age who are just getting started have first of all never been interviewed so that Uh a question like that is going to throw them off and then I know when I come to interview them face to face they're going to be like oh sorry like can we cut this out like I don't know like or a lot of people just don't come prepared honestly because even when I would share the Google Doc like half the people wouldn't look it over before and I knew that because when I would when it came time to film they'd just be like that's a good question and then they would just be like thinking for like five minutes I'm like bro this is why I shared it with you but anyway I think it's still really good to do that for the people that will look at it prior Mm -hmm. because it just gives them a heads up as to what you're gonna ask and like you know you at least tried to make it as prepared as possible um and now what I do I kind of don't use the google doc anymore now that I'm switching to kind of more of a long form just because as you said like it was very straightforward but I don't think some of the questions like transitioned as smoothly as possible because based on someone's answer yeah, based on someone's answer, I couldn't really hop on to another question from that. I was kind of stuck in my own track of, like, needing to answer the, or ask this next question. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get what you mean. It's like, the problem is it's not organic. 
it doesn't matter how hard you try to prepare the questions it's like it's not organic like like you asked that question he gave you this answer and this answer was really intelligent or like i want to know more about this answer but then you have to be like well here's the next one you know like it's really kind of just like Mm -hmm. there's there is no transition it's like a kind of just a stop go you know kind of like a um a jump cut i would say like it's like jump like well you just jumped what, what's going on you know to me it's like really hard i mean a lot of people do that but yeah. it's like interesting that year you d- did that and i thought but it was so to the point that i i really didn't i didn't notice it you know yeah yeah i, I mean i appreciate that and sometimes it's like the hardest thing i think was like obviously now it's pretty comfortable just talking to you i mean we're doing it over skype and i'm in my room right now so it's pretty chill but like when i was filming them i was like uh in the newsroom who had like really nice lights but the lights were really hot too and it just like wasn't a very comfortable Mm. environment and so like thinking of a question or response back was like I don't know it's hard you know it's just like you don't want to just be like yeah like for sure you obviously want to like contribute like some valuable feedback as to what their answer was and so I think with the longer form things I feel like just more comfortable just like talking and and responding to what someone else's answer was yeah I don't think people really care about video quality I think it's more I mean it's really hard to say because a lot of people like different things but I feel like video quality isn't really the most important part. Like, uh, of course, have some lighting. Like, that is... <laughs> when I have someone on as a guest and it's just a dark room and their face, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, can you... Oh, I see you have a lamp there. Turn that on. You know? Like, something like that. Uh-huh. Like, it's really funny to me that... Or, like, natural light or something like that. Um, but, you know, and you can record anywhere. This is, like, what I love about podcasts. Like, if I go to a hotel, put it down, you know, hopefully the Wi-Fi is good. That's, like, the worst part, I think. It's, like, if, mm-hmm. if the Wi-Fi is bad and you don't have a good connection or if the guest doesn't have a good connection or if they're traveling. You know, I've had people be guests and, like, they're they're either going somewhere or they're doing something or if it's just an audio call or they're in the store like it's really crazy uh, how much you can like just do things like you know like you know like uh had this one person she owned a like a really successful gun store and i was like oh this is interesting like you know why why did you do this why you know it was like to me like oh my gosh but you know she was talking to me from you know whatever store she was going to because she said she was really busy like you know there's like no time can we schedule a month later i was like well let's just do it when you're doing something like very mundane you know what i mean either driving a car or you know you could put me on speaker and we could talk like that or you know if you're in this store like it's just really crazy that you can do these things like pretty much any way like it doesn't you know I do prefer the video call because you get emotion and I think there's something lost in audio when you just hear someone it's like okay like I don't I don't know what they're thinking or how they're acting or like you know their facial expressions tell you everything like I think I think that's why in person is the best I've done a couple of those it's like wow you're right there next to the person it's like you can you get all the feedback kind of you know is that why you do that um, well, honestly, originally it started as as a video series. Mm-hmm. Like, Work in Progress was, like, intended to be a video series, like, native to LinkedIn's platform. It was supposed to serve, like, the video aspect that I was going for as, like, what I wanted to do with creating content on LinkedIn. And then 
someone was like, well, why don't you turn it into a podcast? And then I was like, oh, that's so true. And actually, funny story. I um, So I listened to this podcast. It's called Meet the Creatives. It's a really good podcast. Uh, this guy, Rob Johnston, runs it. And basically, it's about bridging the gap between entry-level creatives and the industry's best. That's kind of like his tagline. Mm-hmm. And what it is is basically he interviews people that work at like Google Creative Lab, Facebook, um, who else does he have like MTV Nike all these crazy companies right and then he interviews them on how they got into the company and like their whole career process and like personally I have like a real passion for career development for some reason like me looking for a job was the most stressful and the most fun time I think one of the most fun times of my life like I really liked it and so I was listening to this podcast and like listening to all these unconventional ways that these creative people went about getting their jobs and I just found it so fascinating like to the point where I would like write notes of like things people said because I felt like I was getting like career mentorship from it and so I like reached out to Rob and told him like Rob, I'm in college. Like, your podcast has helped me so much. I'd love to talk to you. And then I just really wanted to talk to him. Like, I wasn't thinking anything of it. And then when it came time, he's like, oh, do you want to, like, record this? Like, we could use this for your series. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, sure, let's do it. And then he had the Skype recorder, like, the Ecamm one. And he recorded us. We ended up talking for, like, two hours. Like, we only got an hour because he was, like, moving stuff around. But, like, by the end of the chat, like, we were friends. And, like, it was really cool. Like, he was he was honestly, like, a homie to me now. And he's like, you need to put this into a podcast. Like, put, put it into a podcast over the weekend. I'll post this episode on my podcast. And that way, like, people can like find your podcast from my podcast I was like okay so I took the video like got the audio turned it all into um a podcast like over the weekend and had it hosted on anchor and then like Rob posted the the video it ended up being like one of the most successful video like uh episodes he's had which was crazy to me so like the way I entered like the podcasting world was like through being co-signed by one of my favorite podcasters so it was definitely a cool experience oh that's to me like i try not have people that i admire because i'll turn into a little schoolgirl. like it's not it's not something that i i think i could do i mean i had guests that you know i have no idea what they do or like i kind of have an idea but i'm not exactly sure because they have so much content online and it's less like like, do I really have to look through a YouTube channel, Instagram, and, like, Facebook, and this, and, like, it's so much out there, and you get overwhelmed, and you're like, oh, so, you know, you own this, you do this, you do, like, it just gets crazy for me, like, I'm like, okay, well, I just need to slow down, because, like, you know, <laughs> if I have someone I admire, like, I would, I might tear up, like, that's the problem with, like, like, having someone like that on, for me, like, I've always, you know, I've had maybe one or two guests that are like that, and it was just, like, man i was nervous the first minute and then you know you get over the nerves and then it just like it's like oh my gosh like i want to be your best friend <laughs> but like this is not cool <laughs> like i i admire what you do i don't i don't i don't want to intrude to me it's like oh wow but yeah i don't know no, no i can sh- definitely relate yeah. oh go ahead sorry yeah how did you feel about that was it like kind of strange that he like you know you just message someone that you admire or kind of like listen to their stuff like how did that kind of like change your mind um i think that it was just like well what i was doing with my job search is just like messaging a bunch of people on linkedin like trying to talk to as many people as i could like i was just really networking 
like to the max so like sending rob a message wasn't like any there wasn't like any mental hurdle to overcome mm. from that just because like i'd already been sending so many people messages anyway so i was like why not just try you know and then i was i was like pleasantly surprised when he responded to me and once i got a response i was like oh i have to make it happen now like he already said he would and so i just like followed up again and then he uh we eventually got on the call it was cool i mean he i already could tell from his podcast he's like a very extroverted person very like friendly and he's really good at networking like i think that's why he's gotten it like he's gotten to interview like the coo of vayner media like he's gotten to Mm. like top level executives at like these really reputable places and he's only like 20 i think he's like 26 or 27 and oh. it's just because he's like he's got that confidence and so i think someone like that like just makes you feel more comfortable when you talk to them it's not like they're they're not stuck up at all or he's not stuck up at all uh yeah yeah i know what you mean and you learn so much about a person from podcasts rather than anything else like uh, like you know and you could learn people from youtube or something like that but it's like really it's so edited that it's not really them it's mostly that like it's like the highlights of their life like kind of i kind of tell people that like oh that's the highlights you know not everybody's gonna see you know 13 minutes of a whole day like that's not that's like literally like one percent of anything you know with podcasts i feel like you know oh my gosh i don't even know what i said like 10 episodes ago like there's no there's no really like do you remember the first episode do you remember what you said like it's like really hard for me especially when it's one of these i guess organic kind of platforms or it's just like let's just talk i guess i don't know what's gonna happen but let's see you know and do you listen to tons of podcasts or are you kind of like one or two or three podcasts is like enough for you um i definitely get hooked on like certain ones like when I was doing my career, like career search, like uh-huh. Meet the Creatives was like that was that was my that was my stuff. I loved it, but um, I still listen to it now too. But I'd say right now, like it's because through podcasts, I find other podcasters. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love your podcast now. So basically, I was listening to this um, guy who runs a YouTube channel. He has like. 500k subs his name is justin odisho and his podcast is really cool i'm really into like creative uh listening to like creatives talk and stuff like filmmakers or just different people basically who use social media because that's ultimately what i want to do so yeah basically justin decided to make a podcast too has like really cool guests um like he had like two chains like personal uh photographer on he's had like that, like really cool like music industry people uh, and then he had this girl Sarah Dietschy who's a YouTuber also but also has her own podcast and her podcast is called The Creative Exchange and the interview just been successful through using social media as creatives and right now the, like right now I'm listening to Sarah's podcast but uh that's the one i like and then i also like um it's called bossed up it's really good for for anyone that's uh i guess it's like focused on career development from like the female perspective so like like certain issues that women have to navigate in the workplace and how to go about that so i i like podcasts that i feel like i'm really like learning things for my future Mm. like it, it makes me feel better about listening 
to them. Uh, I see. I, <laughs> like see. I feel better after it. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm am t- totally different when it comes to listening to podcasts. Like, the first thing is like, is it gonna make me laugh? Is it enjoyable? Like, these are the things that, like, I can't listen to something that I just, even if it's not productive. Like, like I listen to this one Harry Potter podcast, and it's like, this is not productive at all. This is just for fun. But I'm learning so much about Harry Potter. It's like when I talk to people about Harry Potter, it's like, oh yeah, I know well, I know so much more than you. It's, it's like a, it's like a real ego thing to me. It's like, wow, yeah, yeah. And when someone actually listens to the same podcast I listen to, it's like, wow. And the the crazy thing to me is like, there's so many podcasts. Like I don't care what you you want to learn. There's a podcast to learn Spanish, Japanese. Like you can learn anything through podcasting. Like you know. Like, what are your first, you know, e-commerce podcasts? I love those. Those are cool. Like, always, like, learning, like, oh, okay. Like, how do I get my Shopify to 6 million or, like, whatever they're doing. It's, like, really interesting to see, like, the steps and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a vast, like, people are, I feel like people are stuck in the bubble. Even I am sometimes. Like, hey, it's stuck in the bubble where it's, like, I only listen to these because, like, they're my favorite ones. But then I, you know. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's this podcast that, you know, has, you know, so many listeners and I've never even heard of it. Like, yeah, like, like what I learned about YouTube, which I did not know because I I really wasn't into YouTube for a while. Uh, I was into it like in like when it first started, but you know, past few years, I barely started watching some. And I was like, man, there are like tons of creators. Like, it's insane how many there are. I'm just like. Like, you know, and you got, like, all the ones at the top, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is a crazy. Like, how did they do that? You know? Like, you know, you look at, like, uh, I think PewDiePie is still number one. It's like, this guy is crazy. Like, like 60 million or 67 million people follow, like, subscribe to this channel. Like, it's insane to me. It's like, what do you mean? Like, this number doesn't compute. He literally has, like, three or four countries as subscribers. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And, and it's like this is mind blowing. Like this is not like this is something that I've never like thought of. I was like, wow. And you know, with a million subs, there's like three, four thousand creators. Like, okay, I've never seen any of these creators. Like, it's just like looking through one at a time. So, I find it fascinating. I don't know. Social media is so crazy. No, right it now. is crazy. Uh, yeah, it's crazy because there's yeah, you constantly are finding like people who are influence like there's just so many people. Yeah, and they all have their niches like you have like I don't know even within fitness, right? Like fitness mm-hmm. on Instagram is so big, right? But then you have your niches where it's like vegan fitness or like um or like I don't know, like different diet of fitness and just different fitness pages and what they do and so i think that that's also interesting like on instagram i'm constantly finding like new new pages that i'm like how did how do this many people follow them like it is crazy and i think that that's why i'm attracted to the podcast i listen to so much is because like you're hearing it straight from like those youtubers how they got started so it's like less intimidating um just like hearing them talk about their own journey because they all started from like nothing to or like yeah they all started with like zero subscribers at one point like they all grew that on their own so i think it's like motivating for sure to like know that other people started at zero and were able to like make it to that level yeah it's, it's just crazy like you know and some people go like i gotta you know the first hundred i was so excited but now it's at like a million and i don't even care 
Like, it's really crazy that they tell, say that a lot. Like, I'm like, so the first hundred, you were so excited, and the million, you were not as excited? You're like, yeah. Like, it's weird to say that. Like, I would think a million is, like, the amazing goal and everything, you know? And then, you know, I think the goal line always changes. Like, I remember when, when I was doing YouTube for, like, a year, and I was, like, I was a little kid, so, like, it was, like, you know, you know, making stupid... I don't even think they were vlogs. I don't know what I was doing. But every time I watch them, I cringe. I'm like, oh, why? Why did I post this, you know? I was like, I need to private all these videos. This is not cool. And they have, like, f a few thousand views, and I'm like, oh. Like, I remember when I got my first thousand views. This was, like, amazing. This was, like, you know, this is the holy grail, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you start seeing people just, you know, oh, oh. And just the platform grew so fast so fast i never thought it would grow that fast like you know tons of channels on there of everything i've ever you could ever want how-to videos anything like that like to me it was like crazy how fast it grows and um that there's like people have their platforms like i realize that like i hate instagram a lot of people think i should like it like you know i try to post like maybe once every i try to post but it's just like like oh wow I'm not I'm not a picture person you know I put a quote up there or something but like to me it's like, mm -hmm. like I'm just not affected but with Twitter man I'll go off like I love Twitter it's like this is you know like you, you can be really snarky and like I love watching what's going on <laughs> like the IHOP just changed their name to HiHop and I was like this is hilarious mm -hmm. like who would do this <laughs> and then, and then I, then I found out it was temporary, and I was like, this is genius. Like, they, they just got me talking about them. Like, like this is genius. And Wendy's, Wendy started butting in. Like, to me, it's, like, funny to watch all these people just interact with each other and then me say something and then someone likes my GIF or something like that. It's, like, it's really fun. It's more of a play kind of, you know. And then you got, like, LinkedIn, which is very professional. Like, I never know what to type someone on LinkedIn. I'm like, hey, what was that, too formal? Hello dear like i don't know what to say like it's like to me it's a different platform and then you got like youtube which is just you or like you taking video of something like it's really interesting to see that and then, i mean you got snapchat but like that thing is it's going down and down and down like i'm, I'm like that thing is terrible now i never even made one and i was like this is not gonna last like this is gonna dwindle hmm. i don't know it's interesting yeah, it is interesting. They all have their they all have their niches, and then within that, they all have their own like niches of users. But yeah, I haven't used Snapchat. Actually, I deleted it. Like I think now it's been like close to six months ago. I'd say, or I don't even know. Like before, I went while I was abroad, I had limited data, so I was like, something's gotta go, and I just deleted it, and I haven't really regretted it since. But I do agree with you. I think when I look at social media, I look at like to a certain extent it's like saturation mm -hmm. and right now instagram is saturated um youtube is kind of crazy i think that there there will always be a place for creators on youtube because if you're really good at what you do or like people like your personality i think that you can still hit on youtube like you can still get to that million subscriber mark like it's possible you just have to like work your ass off and then what do we talk about twitter twitter i like but i don't know Twitter for me is like I know people love Twitter. Uh, my boyfriend loves Twitter. He's constantly scrolling on Twitter and looking at memes, but I'm not quite as a meme connoisseur mm. as he is. So, 
I mean, it's fun. It is fun, but it's not. It's like it's like my last my last go to. Um, and then LinkedIn, obviously, I think that's probably where you found me. I I enjoy yeah. LinkedIn. Uh, I use it like obviously from a different perspective. Uh, not as uh, through using it so much, I've kind of like honestly uh separated that professional undertone from it i mean obviously i still i say hi when i i like address people and it definitely depends on who i'm talking to on linkedin but i mean i've gone more lax like i use emojis in my comments and stuff like things that i don't think i would have done before on linkedin through using it so much and posting i've been posting a video on linkedin once a week for the past five months. So I think just being on it all the time has made me so much more comfortable with it. So if we're talking saturation though, LinkedIn is probably the least saturated, mm-hmm, but definitely. over time, now it's becoming more saturated. You can just see it with the algorithm change. When the video f- feature first came out, it was crazy the amount of views I was getting on these videos. And it's like, it's like the views to to likes and comments ratios like was insane. Like you were just getting so much reach, and now um, there's still a lot of reach. Like I still I still vouch for video. I still will always post videos over mm-hmm. text, but um, but yeah, no. Now you got to work for it a little bit more. They're not pushing your content as much, and and the like. Yeah, it really is. It's just shifting. It's crazy how algorithms change. I run. Uh, the Instagram page it combines streetwear and food it's called flex with food and like I've been trying to grow that page for like a year now and I just I don't know how to hack Instagram honestly I think it's just I don't know what to do it's really hard honestly like Instagram's tough because everyone wants to make it on Instagram yeah that's true I feel like to me there's like a point where for Instagram especially it's like you gotta reach a certain point and then it's just like kind of like kaboom you know, it's like an exponential mm-hmm. curve from there. I think the first 10,000 followers, maybe even 15, it's like really, it's really iffy about that. But like once you get there, because it's really about people telling people about you. It's not really about like them finding you. Like f- them finding you is like such a low percentage now. I mean, I st- yeah. you still have people find you, but it's just like, you know, those hashtags, there's a million hashtags just like yours. Like there's not a unique hashtag. Mm-hmm. And even if there is a unique hashtag, you need a certain amount of people using the hashtag to, like, find you. So that's really not useful. The other thing is, like, you know, there's so many pictures, it doesn't really matter if they see yours. They're not going to stop. People don't read captions often. <laughs> so, like, it's about, I feel like the way you break through in Instagram, and I've heard so many people on Instagram tell me this. It's like, okay, like, uh, oh, that's what you did is you have to really collaborate with other people and work with other people and like you know you be friends with other people like that that's how you create a community that's like how it's always been and it's weird that it's like that now back then you used the hashtag cool man you would get so many people just to like one post <laughs> like it's like now you use cool and like you know one person comes and from that it's like that's not really it's not the reach has dwindled so much that it's not really I mean, you still use hashtags. I mean, you get one or two people, like, it's still great, you know? But, like, it's not the reach that you, it used to be. It used to be hundreds to thousands of people you'd reach. But now it's, like, you know, maybe 10. You know, it's really crazy that that's changed. So it's mostly, like, yeah. a, like a back and forth kind of thing, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. No, 100%. Um and and I think that too, like, well, for me, I think the, the the hardest thing about building community on Instagram is I don't think people are that open on Instagram, but maybe that's just a space I'm working in, like, streetwear 
people who are into streetwear typically like guys 18 to 24 18 to 27 and they're kind of like stuck up i don't know and so there they can be they can be stuck up but um i think that the problem also with instagram is like there's this like ego thing where like if you have hit that benchmark of 10k 15k like you think that like you're the shit or like you're some like celebrity whereas like that's why i like linkedin so Mm -hmm. much is because there's there's no ego like I've talked to people, I've talked to like a VP of this like startup I really wanted to work for. I've talked to people who are like high, like people, a person who is like high up within LinkedIn's organization, like those people are readily accessible and they're willing to talk to me and they're willing to talk to anyone. And so when I have like a 20 year old kid, like that doesn't want to answer my, or doesn't answer him back to me just because he has 15, like followers i'm just like this is so shallow like i know what you mean in real life like what are you doing in real life are you working at burger king like i don't know because i'm having like bps and stuff answer my stuff on linkedin but then i come to instagram and everyone has an ego so i don't know i i I honestly think i I just really want to build my page up and like i really want to build that community through my page but i'm at a certain level i just think instagram's so saturated that i'm like is it is it gonna happen like i, uh, I just don't know like like I, this is honest truth. it's gonna happen it's just like nobody knows when that moment hits like that moment comes like maybe the algorithm tells you but like i feel like it doesn't like nobody knows how these things work anymore <laughs> like like i really honestly don't think anyone knows anymore but like once it hits it hits like it's just a. And then it's just all about consistency. I think consistency is really what a lot of people lacked on Instagram. Uh, especially, I mean, if you're a big chat, you know, big page already, like it doesn't matter. Like, you know, people will follow you. People will be there when you come back. But for people that are growing it, it's like once a day has to be like a minimum or maybe even three, four. Like, I don't like it's just really crazy that you have to post that much just to people see something. It, it really it's really crazy that people kind of see that. Uh, I know what you mean about the ego, you know, but like the ego goes away yeah. when when you get connected with other people. It's like LinkedIn, kind of, kind of. I mean, everyone has an ego. Mm-hmm. I had someone who had twenty k follow followers, and I was like, "Oh yeah, can you be on my podcast?" And he said, "He said, oh sorry, like I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm too high class or something crazy like that. It's like something <laughs> weird." I was like, "Oh, well," and then I tell him, "Oh, I've." had this person on and they're like they just say oh i know that person blah 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 i'm sorry <laughs> like it's really weird that people have such an ego like so quick just mm-hmm. to say no to someone it's like mm-hmm. to me like oh wow like that's really not cool i didn't have him on my podcast because we couldn't get a schedule together because i was like oh nah i'm not gonna work on this for 30 days like i can't do this you know back and forth you know, like if I want someone on, I, I'll make it work. Like 10 a.m. Tuesday, 10 a.m. Wednesday, 2 a.m. in the middle of the night. I don't care. Like we make this work. Like, like I don't like if I want to have someone on like that. But like you know, if it's someone who just says, you know, uh, sorry, I've never heard of your podcast. Let's. Not, I'm not going on there. And then you know, and then I get I get kind of like sketchy when like people ask me to be on my podcast. I'm like, where'd you find me? Like, like I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think it is a balance, but I think 
the the ego is like something mm-hmm. that is crazy in itself like and that's something that Rob talked about on our podcast was like this idea that like the ego can like inflate us or like it can deflate us and basically it can either like make you feel like you're number one and like on top of everything or like it can make you feel like oh what's the point of trying like I mm-hmm. I'm not there yet but um, I think it's always a balance yeah of like of balancing where you are and like balancing the time you have uh, with the opportunities you're given but yeah I think that you know social media is great it's given a lot of people a platform but I think the the main thing that that people should be cautious of is like getting that ego because I mean like I honestly I've been posting a lot on LinkedIn and like yeah it's cool like some of my videos do good right but I've been posting so much to the point where like the likes and stuff they don't even really register anymore like it's kind of weird like I used to get so excited like kind of how you said like when you hit the the thousand subscriber mark like I used to get so excited like oh this post is doing well but then once you post enough like you just become like desensitized to like the way the post does but I think that's ultimately where the greatest creative freedom comes because you're not as like caring as much about what people think um but yeah going back to the ego like social media like don't get don't get don't get it twisted like you're, just because you're cool on Instagram doesn't mean like you're cool in real life like I don't know I think people invest a little bit too much in it and I and I saw that myself when I, I was doing um, I was doing marketing for this Coachella day party Rich the Kid um, was gonna perform we had like 20 pro skaters there and I was just DMing like a bunch of skaters in the skate community luckily skaters are for the most part really chill like I met some cool people through it um but then also like it was just ridiculous some people with like understandably some people with like 100k wanted me like a thousand dollars for for a post on their page and I mean I get it there they have money like or that's a really great way to generate income but it's like a thousand dollars like why why is that necessary like I don't know I just think it's a little too much yeah, it's uh, way too much for me. For me, it's um, I think there's there's just it's not even that there's ego. Like I think ego is good, but like I think people have too big of an ego. Like I'm like, like I'm cool with you having an ego. Like everybody needs an ego, and everybody has it. Yeah. But, like too big, like too large, where you're. And I I told this to someone that I was like, man, I like you, but you're overvaluing yourself. Like you're putting yourself way too high up here. Like you need mm-hmm. to knock it down about three, four pegs. Like you're not, you should, <laughs> like you shouldn't be charging fifty grand for like an entrance or something. Like you should be charging like a few hundred dollars. Like there's no reason for you. I don't care who you are. Like it's crazy to me that you're, you really think that you're worth that. Like and he's like, you know, he's like, oh man, that's fucked up. Like you know, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like you know, but I was telling them what I really thought. Like I think pe- people with those big egos don't really get that told to them. Like. They just need to say, hey, you're not as uh, cool as you think or whatever. You know, this this number, like, what, you know, if this platform fell off tomorrow, like, do you have other platforms? Do you have YouTube? Do you have this? Like, like you know, Instagram went down yesterday for, like, 30 minutes and everybody's freaking out. Like, like what if it went off forever? Like, how would you handle that? Like, do you have other channels? Do you have other pages where other people can reach you? Do you have an email list? No. Uh, I don't, like, to me, it's, like, being so like reaching out so many because a lot of people that have instagram don't technically have a facebook or have a youtube channel like it's really strange in that way yeah they just go ham on instagram i don't know it's it's interesting if you think about it what instagram has done is like given 
it's basically created like mini celebrities of like people like ordinary people are just like mini celebrities like I don't know you have like Instagram models and like all these crazy like accounts that are really big and it's cool to see I mean I think it's awesome when people are afforded opportunities and really can like have something where they can make it for themselves um but yeah obviously like you don't want to be you don't want to be that guy or girl like you don't want to be that person I think I think it's okay like if you're busy to not respond to people because you can't respond to everyone like that's crazy even for me like responding to every comment on my videos like that takes like a half hour so i can't imagine people who are like really big and like really busy so i don't take that personally but yeah i think it's always just important to like treat people with respect because at the end of the day there's someone on the other side of that screen it's not just like a robot typing to you mm, maybe it will be one day dun 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 that's why i would say <laughs> <laughs> You know, with AI and everything, it's like, oh, this is going to get crazy, you know? Like, like I start watching this stuff, I'm like, oh, no. Like, I'm going to never talk to a human being ever again, you know? <laughs> like, when you call someone and the answering machine says, hello, how can I help you? Can you say this and that? Like, that is, like, it's really mind-blowing to me that a human person doesn't answer it. It's like, oh, gosh, this is what we're going to. Like, you know. What if, like, you know, AI just starts making profiles that are successful on Instagram? Like, oh, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? And you don't even know they're a real person. Like, they just make composites of, like, pictures and stuff like that where it's, like, a unique person. But it's not really, like, it's crazy to me that you could have, like, something like that happen. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, I, I think the future, like, people say, like, uh, like I'm so I'm not positive about the future. I'm more like this is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be a roller coaster that nobody's ever been on. Like I'm excited. There's a difference, you know. I don't think it's gonna go well, or I, I think it's gonna go well in the sense of like it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be crazy. There's gonna be new stuff. I like new stuff. Everybody loves new stuff. Like when you get that Apple iPhone, the first time you open it. It's, a lot of people don't realize this, but you're getting that adrenaline to be like, this is cool. This is the new thing, you know? Touch screen, like, what is this? You know, fingerprint scanner, face scanner, like, this is crazy, like, you know? And I think people, like, privacy, talk, people talk about privacy all the time. You don't really want it if you're buying all these devices. Like, you really just want some very little privacy, but like, you're really just letting things into your house, you know? I got an Amazon Echo. And it's like, you know, that thing's listening to me. If I say Alexa, I don't want to say Alexa, but like, it's like, when you hear that, it's like, yeah, you're talking to me and, you know, that thing is getting smarter every day. I'm like, oh gosh, like it understands me. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's it's pretty wild how, how technology is evolving and like just so rapidly too and i think that we like downplay like what's happening even now like with alexa and like with voice and everything um like how how that's going to impact the future i think is going to be huge like even with podcasts i think podcasts are going to get bigger like in the next five years for sure Mm -hmm, yeah and voice search and all that stuff like people don't really like i have a bunch of nephews and nieces they don't use they don't type onto the YouTube, they talk to it. Like I find that bizarre, I'm like, I usually just type what I want because I'm so used to it. Like that's my, how I'm programmed kind of. So when they like, uh, find this and that, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or they want us to watch a video about this or that, or like, you know, it's like, what? Like, why are you talking to your phone? 
Like, to me, it's weird. <laughs> still. I mean, I'm cool with Siri, but, like, I don't talk to it all the time. Like, I'm still not programmed into talking to things. But, like, eventually that's just all it's going to become, you know, you talking to your phone and your phone doing whatever. Like, there's this uh, – Apple's coming out with uh, Siri shortcuts, which is going to be crazy because, like, you can set timers and do all this crazy stuff. Like, like the real – I don't think the hardware is like the craziest thing. I think the craziest stuff is going to come from the software. In my eyes, it's just like, like you can make something that I don't even know what it's going to be. Like, there's so many ways this could go down. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. Yeah. yeah. I think what. Oh, go for it. And like social media as well. I think like the. There's so many, like, I'm, I'm so hyped for the next thing. Like, to me, it's like, I got to jump on the next thing that, like, like if it just turns, like, I thought Vero was that for a second. And then I was like, oh, this is not a thing. I hate this thing. Even though there's no ads and all this stuff, like, back in the day, it still feels disingenuous. Like, to me, it's like, wow, and nobody's on here. That's a problem, you know? So, follow me on Vero, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know if you follow people. I think you, like, become friends and then or acquaintances or something like that. It's, like, really weird to me. Like, that never took off. But I have a playlist there. So if everybody likes music, so I don't know. To me, it's, like, really weird that there's stuff that I'm waiting for that hasn't come yet. Like, I'm waiting so, I'm waiting for someone to get th- dethroned. Like, Facebook should be dethroned. I'm like, God, I just like seeing new stuff pop up. Like, like I feel bad. Like, I love big companies, you know. But, like, I love when someone just takes over the space, you know. I want that to happen with Internet and everything like that, like someone just take over the space i need someone new i need a new name maybe just change your name i don't know like it's so hard for me to like really think about what i want yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely waiting waiting for the next thing Uh, same like i haven't actively like sought out like new social platforms which like is bad because like you won't be on that you won't be on top of that next wave unless you like actively seek out what is what's going on but that's definitely the goal. I'm bored, honestly. Like I'm, I'm, tr- I'm literally this week. I started this thing where like I will think about when I'm using like I, I'm not using Instagram like for personal use. I'm not trying to use Instagram for mm-hmm. personal use for more than like ten minutes a day. Like I've trying to replace social media with reading because well, I just think it's way more beneficial and like just for myself. Like I, I, I love social media because it, it gives people like us like you can promote your podcast on social media if you choose to. Um, and that just like gives you an audience of people because you know there's people on these social platforms and they might be interested in your product or your podcast or whatever. So I think it, it gives people a lot of opportunities. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can't you can't use it as a user. Like I don't want to be on Instagram all the time, which is what I do. And I think a lot of people do. Like you'll be sitting eating breakfast like eating eating cereal and then you just your thumb just starts scrolling like it's just become so automatic and i just i don't want to do that but i'm i'm just kind of bored of it honestly i just go on instagram and i mean it's cool yeah like there's always these cool pictures but it just is starting to feel a little bit dated like what what is the next thing like there has to be something else coming out we've been on the same social platforms for like what it's been more than five years now i don't even know like seven years I, I don't know but it's like it, it's getting to a point where like something's gotta come out yeah i don't know it's i really want that to happen but i don't see it happening like in the near future i just don't see it happening i feel like like it's really interesting that you know 
to me, podcasting is a type of social media. Like, people don't, like, think I'm crazy. Like, oh, that's not a social media. That's podcasting. Well, like, I started off podcasting, and then I started doing those other things. Like, to me, I did it so backwards. Like, most people, you know, start on Instagram and a Facebook page and all these things. I did it backwards. Like, I'll start a podcast. People will listen. And then, you know, went from there and made an email list so people could find the podcast. Because I feel like social media, you get such a low con- uh, conversion w- conversion rate. Like, it's really low. Like, say you say, like, you know, I have people that, you know, if they come on my podcast, they sometimes share it. Like, they sh- sometimes share in their story and, you know, do that swipe up stuff and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And it's like, to me, it's like... But, like, the amount of people that they like and that actually listen or come over from that is so low. Like, I'm, like, 2% of what they they, they they told people, how many people watched that. It's really interesting to me, like, how when you put funnels, there's a lot less people that actually go to the funnel. Like, people don't like going for, you know. I mean, I don't like that either. Like, when you have to click on a page and click on another page to get where you want to get, like, that's not fun for me. It's always, like, just one click. I'm here, you know. You landed in the place you wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that makes it easier for, for everyone, just, like, being able to get from one place to another. But, but yeah, it's cool that you went about it that way, though. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Uh, like, even just starting my own podcast now, I've been thinking, like, like what, how am I going to promote this? Like, honestly, then rather just putting out episodes. But I think I haven't put out enough episodes to see what it's like to just put out episodes and see what, what happens from that. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Anchor, Anchor, I feel like is the most social podcasting yeah, it's cool. thing you can do right now. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good. Anchor is good. But eventually that's going to be like there's no honestly, it's not sustainable the, the way they're doing it. Like they're doing it as a like amazing project. Like they're approaching it like savants. You know what I mean? Like it's like. You know, they're going to do this for 10 years, but, like, eventually they're going to need to put advertisements or they're going to, like, they're going to have to decide something. Like, you know, you know, everything starts off free and everything ends up being paid for it later. Like, some people do it that way. So, you know, I also I don't know how, like, what the rights are for your podcast. Like, I haven't read the, the agreements and stuff. Like, it's really interesting for Anchor. Like... Like, do they own your podcast? Do they not own your podcast? Do they own, like, pieces of it? Like, do they own the cover art? Do they own this? Like, what do they own? Like, what is theirs? Because is it just that they like the advertisement and they put their symbol on your podcast or they put it there? Like, is that, like, the only thing they take? Like, like I've, I've never read a contract before, but I know, like, there's stuff in there. And once people figure that out, I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, you know, I've never read the Apple's thing. I'm like, except... You can look at my phone. I don't care what you say. Like, you know, send data to you. I don't care. But I think it's interesting to see Anchor just, like, change the whole podcast space. Like, like when Anchor started coming out, it started getting popular. Like, you know, I was like, man, there's so many more podcasters out here. Like, this is this is getting crazy, you know? It's like you're looking around, like, you know. You know, self-hosting was so difficult. I remember I used to self-host. Where, like, I had, like, this complicated process of, like, putting this here, putting that there. And technically, I did own the podcast, but it was just, like, I had to upload to a Amazon, my the audio file. I had to go to Blogger, open up Blogger, type in the post, put the link to this. It was, like, this whole, like, six to ten step process 
that like nobody wanted to do and like people would come to me like how do you do that like this was like five six years ago like before i even started podcasting myself i was like i'll show you and then i did it all and then i had it like it's like an hour skype session of me just like explaining how do you do this like like it's crazy and that that wasn't even setting it up setting it up is so hard but nowadays it's just like oh your stuff is on itunes your stuff is on spotify your stuff is here like oh wow yeah but i still use podbean because they they've always been good to me i mean they're not expensive like lisbon lesbian i don't even know how to say their name but you know they have good they have better stats than anchor like there's stuff that i feel like like has real value and technically i think i i think from the agreement i think i own it i'm not sure how that works i always and i don't need like a you know they don't put their name on there they don't do any of that stuff it's like wow here i also get a website with it which i thought was really cool like yeah i got a website for podcasts like to me it's like all these features that anchor hasn't done but they've done some cool features that i'm like podbean what are you doing like they're gonna take over the space and you're gonna be left out of a job like to me it's like you're not changing anything uh, but they do have advertisement like pre-roll advertisements and they find them for you and all that stuff which i think is cool so a lot of companies do that and there's like podcasts like podcast networks i've i've really thought about this like starting one it's like really hard for me to think about it like oh, i want a podcast network like it's really just something i've been looking at don't know what's gonna be called and if even if i told people they would take it i hate when i i, I yell domains on here you see yell domains like i'm a, like i'm gonna get karate 2.0.com next day it's gone like like to me it's like man yeah so i never talk about like names of things because then people take them <laughs> it's sad that's yeah. funny and then they'll charge you like twenty dollars after they'll be like oh i know you wanted this name like here it is <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah imagine if you had all the good domain names like like i know if i have a buddy who just buys domains and sells them for like a higher price and he had a domain that was like like he bought for like 10 bucks right and someone wanted it and they were gonna pay a lot like i think it was like twenty thirty thousand dollars and they bought it from him and i was like what this is crazy like they just people just like want the name of something you know like yeah when did that happen so and you don't want to have the same name as someone else like were you self-conscious about that because like like is there another work in progress podcast like to me it's like 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 that seems like a typical kind of name or like like people would think of that yeah um yeah actually i think it's so it's funny after I, I i had my podcast up there first and at that time i don't think there was really any active podcast that was called work in progress maybe like one or two but like slack you know the messaging mm-hmm. like platform slack they had a work in progress uh podcast i don't know if it's active i think like when i clicked on it it was like episodes from 2017 but linkedin actually just came out with their own podcast that they titled work in progress so so funny because like that's just kind of weird but (laughs) um yeah but i think i'm going to change the name too i've I've debated it i just think uh work in progress just fit fit the the guest i had on there and it fits the the mentality of the of the podcast so i mean i think if i it's really not about if if the name is original it's just like it can i be that work in progress like can i be the work in progress podcast that people think of over like the other few work in progress podcasts (laughs) But I might change it. I might change it to another name, which I guess I won't say either in case someone steals it. 